This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast. Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon here, joined by publisher Jody Demling. And Jody, we, we've just gotten past the July 4th Independence Day holiday, uh, which means you know, in, in a normal world, you know, 12 months ago, everybody's doing their, their summer vacation as, as people... Like us who are in this industry start gearing up, you know, to start covering fall camp, which would be opening in a few weeks. But certainly 2020 is a little bit different than 2019, 2018 in those years of the past. But still a lot to get excited about and still a lot of question marks leading into the 2020 season. Yeah, I would be doing this podcast from the Kentucky Exposition Center covering yeah. some women's hoops, getting ready to go to the Peach Jam, which would start uh, on uh, which would start on Wednesday night. So. Uh, a little different, definitely, than uh, than in the past, and a little different. Uh, you know, I, here here's the one thing that that I know is true. It changes every day, and that's the thing. People can post things, that's and the truth. hot takes the hot takes are getting kind of ridiculous, and the hot takes are getting boring, and people are just doing it because they need something to write about. Uh, as far from a national standpoint, nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, the Ivy League is pondering, you know, uh, uh, two possibilities for and one of them is a conference only spring season that would begin in April and end in May. OK, so so, wow, that would be a little different than than the norm. What would that do for you know, baseball and all those other sports that, that you have uh, as far as, you know, from attention and facilities and all that kind of stuff? Um, and, and I think the only thing that we know for sure is that, that it does change on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I mean, I think for, for power five schools, I think, you know, I think pause is an option. I think they can, they could begin a little later and, and, and hopefully the testing and, and the, the protocols and the testing options are a little bit better by then. Um, they can try to go ahead and do it. And, uh, and, but what's going to happen when the first, when, the, when you have your first, uh, um, you know, San McCammon state quarterback has, you know, test positive. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, is the whole team in quarantine? You know what I mean? Is the whole, yeah. or the team you played last week. So, so we could go on and on and on about this for days. The only thing I know for sure is that nobody really knows at this point. And as far as from a Louisville standpoint, that kind of sucks because, because there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of anticipation for this season. And, uh, and, and I believe truly believe that this football team this year is going whenever they get a chance to play how many ever games they get a chance to play i think they're going to really prove to people that they were uh that that, that the hype is is legit and uh, and this program's headed in, in, in the right direction yeah uh, and when when you're facing what we're currently facing as a country as a globe with the, this coronavirus uh, pandemic whether there's a second wave or whatever you know again Everything does continue to change on almost not just daily, but almost, a, uh, you know, whether it's morning or afternoon or evening, the news seems to change. And um, I think the tea leaves are still saying that they're going to try to get this season in. But again, 
you don't know. I mean, that you know that's that storyline could be blown out of the water by by nightfall today. So we never know what's going to happen. It could go positive. It could go you know the other direction as well. You know, and what's interesting is you know how the administrators and how the public and how coaches and how players are handling all this are vastly different from each other. Obviously, the coaches. You know, you brought up you know what happens if your your quarterback you know falls ill and tests positive. Well. Are you are you planning ahead? And we've say, seen some of these kind of things in the NFL. Are you planning ahead? Are you, are you separating your second key second team guys and keeping them away from the team just to make just in case somebody does come to you know positive that you could slide somebody in? Or does it all of a sudden end the season? You know, as right. we, which, which seemed to happen. Uh, you know, obviously with the NCAA, NCAA tournament. So you know. well, I, and I'll say this I, from a, from a standpoint as far as Louisville is concerned. I had a talk with I was talking with one of the assistants last week, and I, and I never really thought about this, but the way that the, the you know when we took the tour last year when when or two years ago I guess when the building began it opened, and then last year we were in there for camps and stuff like that. You don't really realize until you walk into one of the those meeting rooms how how large they are. There is for the most part except for maybe the the offensive and defensive line rooms where the, you've got more bodies in there there is uh, uh, ample space to social distance and i know that they will do that once they get back into uh you know once they get back into the uh, uh the, the the you know the meetings and all that they're still doing zooms with their coaches and all that right now but you know say for instance for the quarterback room I mean, you can have six, eight, ten feet apart probably in that room with the with the guys that are going to be in there. Um, you know, I think there will be seven guys in there in total when you add when you add the three walk-ons and, and the four scholarship guys um, and, and Frank Ponce, you know, and a grad assistant or a QC. So you can have a lot of uh, of, of space in there. But the other thing is, I wonder if they won't just keep doing the Zoom stuff for a while and and, yeah. and see if that kind of works out. So, uh, I, look, I. I still think there's going to be a football season of some sorts. I don't know when it's going to start. I don't know how it's going to work. And I don't know if it's going to end early or not. But I think that for college athletics uh, as as a whole, uh, not just college football, I think you have to have it. And I, and I think it does. And, and again, I'm excited about this Louisville team. I've heard some good things about guys uh, who have come back uh, and have come into uh, um end of it's not really fall camp right now whatever you want to summer workouts or or, or yeah. however you want to you know the, the phasing in and guys have come in in good shape the attitudes are good coach siriano and his staff uh, the strength staff have really done a good job of keeping them involved and in tune while they were away for the shutdown and that's what you worry about more than anything i'm interested to see how coach satterfield does it because if you um you know i know some high schools around the state have been working out recently. Um, you know, JCPS school started last week. A lot of the other ones started, uh, you know, earlier in the month, earlier last month. Um, and I know a lot of those coaches, from what I understand, are not going nearly the speed that they that they would on a normal year. And it's a, to, you know, because you you don't have all your kids there, you're splitting things up, and b because you don't really know if there's going to be a season, and you don't want to burn them out now. If you're going to push yeah. the season back, that's the tricky part that I can't wait. Scott Satterfield is great with with, um, you know, the, the the little details, the small details, the things that that matter most. And I'm interested to see when next time we talk to him, I'm going to ask him how he's going to do that, because 
if you start on it's mid July, I think when they can start doing some things or whenever, whenever it is, they can start actually getting with the guys. Do you really go full? Do you go like you normally would knowing that, that you might start on September 3rd, but there is a chance a very, probably a very good chance that you're not going to play for a few weeks after the start of the season. And, and that's, that's, that's hard. It's, it's, it's a tough question, Michael. Yeah, it is. You know, and, 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 and you bring up a great point. I think Scott Satterfield and his staff have done a great job, you know, throughout this process. And, and early on, you know, he made point, uh, multiple coaches made point of mentioning that uh, they kind of mirrored what their plans were uh, when, when the Kentucky Derby is around, because it's a unique setting that doesn't impact, you know, any other colleges like that, but it really obviously being next door, uh, you know, it, it creates a lot of, you know, unknowns uh, when it comes to wanting to do practices and things like that. So they've got the, you know, they've already had a plan in place to kind of draw things out a little bit, which they implemented as soon as the shutdown happened. Um, so they already had a plan in place. And I suspect having that type of a head start has also allowed them to, you know, look at all the, the different potential avenues on if a season is delayed or if it goes conference only, you know, or whatever other cases, you know, might be floating out there, but uh, yeah, I've been quite impressed with, with how they've uh, handled things. The, the, the football staff, how they've handled things throughout. Uh, you mentioned the Zoom meetings. I wouldn't be surprised if, if once they do get to that date here in July, where they could start having their interaction with the players, uh, that they do continue to do that uh, through Zoom meeting. I mean, it's it's better to be safe than sorry, especially you know in in a, a climate that has a pandemic going on. Uh, you know, so obviously you want to continue to do your social distancing, and and again. You know, you mentioned all the room and the, all the extra space in the quarterback room. And I kind of go back to my other point. But, you know, do you still want to take that extra precaution and maybe take Evan Conley or Juwan Pass and put them in a, in a separate room and don't even let them intermingle? I, you know, I think that's a little far fetched on the college level. But, you know, I think they're probably going to look at all different aspects on what they can do to, you know, keep the players safe, keep the coaches safe and hopefully have a healthy and, and safe season coming up. And, and it's going to be tricky. I mean, this is certainly uh, a unique time. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, one thing I think no matter what happens um, in, in here, now hear me out on this and you might disagree right. with me, Michael, no <laughs> matter what happens with the football season, how many games they play or when they play them. Okay. Between now and signing day, which would be December in the you know in mid December. I don't think we're going to have any recruiting visits. Do you? Uh, you know, I would say no at this point. Um, but again, things change so quickly. You know, if if they're able, you know, I, I think if they do occur, they're not going to look like visits were. Um, right. Like for games where they would come walking out of the tunnel just before the team does and stand on the sidelines and then be up in the stands all shoulder to shoulder and all the other activities that, you know, that take place behind closed doors inside in the, in the inside the football complex or, you know, they hop all in these vans and, and take tours of the city and things like that. So they'll have to make some changes where you're going to have continued to keep social distancing and things like that. So maybe if they can come up with a format that that matches that. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are people already considering, OK, what what can we do to potentially get some people on campus? Or, you know, maybe they have something along the lines that we've seen, you know, guys recruits on their own dime. You know, we just had Christian Peterson tied in from California, flew into Louisville with his family, wanted to see the city, wanted to see the campus. Maybe they work something out to where, you know, those start to get paid by the school 
And the only interaction is basically, you know, virtually on your phone or a laptop that you you have in your hotel room or while you're driving around and, and kind of get a, a virtual but kind of a reality tour at the same time. So right now I would say no, but I think it, I think as we get closer to that signing day, um, I think there's probably I would I would almost expect there'll be a push from the coaches across the country. Hey, we need to do something. Uh, to get these kids, you know, because many of them obviously want to see the school. Uh, but, but I don't know. It, so, will yeah. the coaches do? Will the coaches do that? Because most of the recruiting classes are going to be full. Well, yeah, that's, won't the that's coaches, a good point. Yeah, won't yeah the coaches, that's a good point. The coaches yeah. won't be pushing for it. I because here's my point. Okay, I don't. I don't think there will be. I don't think you can bring, um, you know, uh, Johnny quarterback, his mom, his dad, his two brothers, and his aunt and uncle on campus to see things when you're trying to keep everybody safe and a bubble, because you don't know where they're coming from. Not that all kids are going to come from bad situations or all kids are going to come from hot spots of the virus or whatever. You don't know that, but you, yeah. but you don't know. And you can, and you can take their temperature all you want, but it's still, you don't know for sure. So what I think is going to happen is I think that coaches are going to be, uh, I think coaches are going to be like, Hey, you know what? I got my class already full. I don't know that I want visits. I, I think I'm I think I'm good. And and for me, looking at Louisville's class right now with 19 on the board, I think that Louisville would benefit majorly from not having any visits this this year because I don't think you you're still going to get one or two kids looking around. You're still going to get you know other schools calling your your recruits and all that kind of stuff. But I think I think you do a I think you I think you keep your guys easier if uh, if you don't have if you don't have that. And that's just my opinion. And, um, you know, Louisville's got six spots left to fill. I think, uh, you know, before they play a game, Louisville will probably have 23 on the board, uh, you know, 22, 23 on the board. I mean, heck they could have, uh, you know, depending on when they play the game, they might be done. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. If you, uh, if you, if you, you know, I mean, if you really look at it in the next course in the next couple of weeks, you know, uh, the way things are going and, and the way kids are popping up and, and committing left and right, you know, Louisville could be at 20, you know, they could get three more in the next couple of weeks and it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Um, you know, and so I, I just think it, I think it's one of those deals where, uh, where if you're, if you're Scott Satterfield, you're, you're saying, you know what, I'm fine with no, no visits this year. Let's just start back and, and redo it next year. Now. You know, let me add to actually to your point, a key point with that obviously is going to be, you know, the fewer visits there are, that's obviously going to help budgets that are under a lot of stress right now. So, you know, that that certainly could play a role into the fact that maybe there will not be any official visits this year, because you know, obviously there are a lot of programs cutting back, you know, all over the place. Uh, so anywhere they could save money, that would help as well. So um, it is going to be interesting, interesting to see uh, how that how that will pan out. All right, so Louisville, Louisville has six spots left, and what, what we have said, and I continue to say that a tight end, a quarterback, um, linebacker, two offensive linemen, and then a best of, which is probably a safety or a corner. I do think that one of those offensive linemen could become um, a, an athlete type guy uh, if if they need it, and then and then they wait for a for an offensive lineman, and 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 if they can get a twenty six spot, that's the that's the 26 spot when it, when it comes down to it, tight end Christian Peterson's got some uh, crystal balls. I think it's five or six crystal balls. Michael, we both have him in going to Louisville after his visit, uh, uh, middle of uh, last week ended. Uh, he was pretty excited about it. Um, from what I understand, um, he was going to think about it long and hard over the weekend and then kind of make, make his kind of go from there. We haven't heard anything from him, 
um, you know, since he visited. But uh, but I could see if he ends up at Louis, if he ends up going to Louisville, I could see it happening here. Um, I, I do. I really I could see it happening here um, in the next in the next week or so. Don't you? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he is one that, uh, you know, throughout the process is like, look, I want to see some schools. I'm not, I'm not in any rush. Um, you know, he, he put out a, a top three, which, you know, essentially it was San Diego State was in there, but it's essentially a, a Louisville, Virginia race. He's got connections with, with the Cavaliers, a former teammate of his uh, signed with them last year. There's family in, the, in that area. Uh, but, you know, in, in all the conversations with him, he, you know, through his virtual visits and things like that, he's really been impressed, you know, with all facets of it, with the, with the program, with the coaching staff, as well as the city, which is, a you know, for these young kids. I mean, that's that's an important aspect. You know, where am I going to be living for these next four years? And and so he kind of wanted to get his real eyes on it and and left. You know, they spent, what, Sunday through Wednesday uh, last week in the Derby City. So, you know, left extremely impressed, um, has a really strong connection with the coaching staff. So, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be one of those. You, know, you hear kids say all the time, I'm in no rush. Uh, but once they know, they're done often. Yeah. And I think I think this very well could be a case right here. Now, if if they don't land Peterson, that's where you get into some some difficulty. Mitchell Evans, yeah. I think, is the kid uh, who I think will end up either going to Florida State or Notre Dame. Jordan Dingle, you know, the kid from Bowling Green. I don't think Louisville. I think they're I think they're in the mix, but I think they're outside of of the main mix. I mean, I, I you know I've heard Vanderbilt. I've heard. You know, I had heard Northwestern originally. I don't think that's going to end up being Northwestern, but uh, I've heard Virginia Tech. I've heard a number of different schools uh, for him. And then the River Helms kid is the kid they offered, and then everybody offered him again. It's a, it's another one yeah. of those situations. So they're in. Uh, the, it's it's tough there as far as an offensive line goes. I mean, it's just kind of all up in the air right now. Um, there's a few guys you can check them out on uh, Michael's watch list that he posted on Friday, or you can go on targets and uh, in, on the on the uh, on the on the tab at the top and look down and you can see some of the guys. There's some good guys in the mix. I do think Ethan Morch can end up at uh, uh, at Central Florida, so uh, I think he'll be coming off the board here soon. Um, you know, linebacker, I think Prince Prince Kali's a guy. I mean, he Louisville wants him, and uh, I think they look pretty good for him. Uh, one crystal ball in for him. I haven't put it in yet. I've been thinking about it and trying to decide if I should or if I shouldn't, but uh, uh, I haven't done it yet uh, on that. And then Michael safety and cornerback is really Javon Grigsby and, and, and Damon, Damon David is his name. Um, you know, Jeffrey Bassa, the kid we talked about last week uh, on the board uh, is an outside linebacker guy. He's listed as a safety, but they're recruiting him as an outside linebacker. But if you get Prince Kali, I don't know if you take another, linebacker you know in the class I, I don't know that the numbers are going to work out for that and then I'm saving the, the one position for last and that's and that's <laughs> quarterback Justin Lamson's off the board he's headed um, uh, to Syracuse Jalen Henderson I think will be off the board soon um, it looks like the last that I have talked to anybody that Vandy was kind of the leader I, I don't know that Louisville not that they haven't been recruiting him but but I don't know that he's like way at the top of the board and, and Shadur Sanders, there's still nothing from the Sanders camp. Um, you know, Michael, it's, it's coming down to a point where I really think uh, that, uh, that this quarterback, you know, in, in, in this class um, could be Nick Vadiato, who's the guy from Fort Lauderdale, who, who Frank Ponce absolutely loves. And, uh, and I think would have taken him over some of the other guys had he, uh, you know, had the height and the and, 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 and that kind of thing. I think that's what's kind of kind of holding Louisville off a little bit. But I really do think uh, 
I, I think it's going to come down to him. Now, I haven't mentioned T.J. Lewis because I'm not considering him in this one quarterback spot. I'm considering him in the quarterback slash athlete spot that, that they could take also, Michael. Yeah, I agree with you on T.J. Lewis and as well as on Nick Mariato. I mean, he's, he was a guy that's impressed when he's at Louisville's camp, and he's just kind of always been there. Um and so certainly wanted to, to certainly keep an eye on um, with those few remaining spots. Um, obviously, if you get to do or Sanders, that, that's, a, that's a big name going to make a big splash as well. Not to, to diminish that at all. But I think if you can get Prince Kali, I think that further just continues to to you know, send the signal of how committed uh, this Louisville team is on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, obviously, last year with the numbers that Mikhail put up and Tutu put up and, and JV put up you know what the offenses are going to do under Scott Satterfield. I mean, that, that's becoming known. Offensive guys should be quite attracted to that side of the ball. But what they've been doing in this class, especially if you can add another guy like Prince Kali, and, and like you, I haven't put my crystal ball in yet, but, it, but I don't like putting crystal balls in with low confidence levels. Maybe I, this could be my first one and then slowly rise it, but really like where Louisville's at. And I think, you know, he's another consensus four-star member of the top 247 uh, on the 247 Sports Network. So I think he would be another one and multiple. That's the great thing about this class. There's multiple, you know, jewels in this class, and I think he would be another one of those. And and look, I'm not – I'm going to go back to the quarterback. I'm not saying Louisville's not going to get Shadour Sanders because I do think they're in a great spot to get him. If he makes a decision anytime soon, the more I keep hearing, though, the more nobody really knows that and nobody thinks that he's going to make and the, at least the people I've talked to uh, think that he's going to make a decision anytime soon, because it's just one of those kind of things where it sounds like he wants to, to wait it out and, uh, you know, see a if there's anything else out there and, and B make sure that this is the right spot for him uh, and yeah. and kind of watch the, the quarterback room this year and how it is. I mean. I mean, look, if, if you know, we've talked a lot about the competition in the quarterback room and we know how, um, Michael, you and I know how Frank Ponce and, and Scott Satterfield and, and Dwayne Ledford feel, the offensive coaches feel about these guys because we've interviewed them and we've been there for every every availability that they've had. But when Frank Ponce talked last week, if I'm any one of these quarterbacks <laughs> in this recruiting class, I'm going why the hell do I want to go there when this guy's talking about all three of the guys who have eligibility left after this year and how good they could be? And and, it, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting, you know? Yeah, especially when you consider a kid that he's, you know, they had, what, seven spring practices and in the first half of those, he looked like a deer in the headlights. But then he ends up calling T-Web special from what, what he saw you know, just in that shortened and condensed, uh, you know, spring practice. So, and obviously we know, you know, the drive that he has, because he was willing to come in and, and compete right away for that spot. So yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if, if Louisville, if you're a quarterback and Louisville's recruiting you, you got, you have to know. And I think the coaching staff and their conversations, you know, on these zoom meetings or whatever the case may be with these prospects are, are being pretty upfront and, and, and honest about the, the depth chart, you know, and that's, could be playing a role here as well. So, uh, but you, you certainly, when you're going to bring in a quarterback in, you want them to have that kind of that mentality we saw from T-Web last year uh, when there was multiple quarterbacks in the class. You know, with that mindset, I don't care. I'm coming there to compete, and the best man will get the job. And so hopefully uh, whoever they do land, if, whether it's Shadur Sanders, Nick Variato, whoever else it might be, carries that same kind of mindset, and I suspect they will. Yeah. 
no, and, and it's and it is. It's one of those deals where I think it's, um, you know, I, think, I still think it's up in the air. Taylor Green's a guy that I think is going to be in the mix if if Sanders doesn't. It ends up not at Louisville, and something happens. It, it, it'll be it, it'll be very interesting. I'll have a story on T.J. Lewis um, at some point in the next 24 hours. Um, he was really high on Frank Ponce and, and talking to him. I love this kid because I think he's a kid that. Um, you know, you bring him in, you put his, you put the ball, you put the ball in his hands. And, um, and I think he's a guy that doesn't necessarily have to end up being a quarterback. I think he, I think he is a quarterback, but I don't think he has to be a quarterback. And, uh, and he is one of those guys that, uh, that is really, really talented. And, and I think you're going to, you're, you're going to see a lot of guys, um, you're going to see a lot of guys, uh, a lot of schools wonder why they didn't recruit him harder once he gets to college. All right, let's transition a little bit. A couple minutes of basketball stuff. Not a ton going on. Uh, a little vacation uh, 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 for Coach Mack last week, so I expect some more. Um, I expect some more offers um, to come out in the 2022 class this week uh, over the course of the next week or so. Um, still, you know, in that in the 2021 class, you know, you still got. Uh, um, Efton Reed and Roosevelt Wheeler, Mac Etienne, those, those are the main three guys um, as far as the big man. And that, that's what they really have to have. There's a lot of options for wings in this class. There's not a ton of good big men. So they need to get one of those three big men. Um, if I had to guess right now, they, I, feel, I feel good about where they're at with Roosevelt Wheeler. Um, NC State's done a really good job, but the kid really likes Chris Mack, and, and they talk a whole lot. Efton Reed, um, I think, is 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 there also, but but I think he's probably a little behind Wheeler as far as that's concerned. And I think ETN's going to be one of those recruitments that's a really slow process. So you could probably say um, November, December, and 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 you still have to recruit him, which could play a good thing for Louisville because you could get the other two guys to make decisions and then, uh, and then still be in there with ETN. I, I like ETN um, Syracuse, Illinois, UCLA, a couple schools that are really involved with him as well. So, uh, you know, Louisville right there with, with the three big men that they really want, and they got to get one of these three guys. And I'll tell you, Jody, you know, one thing that I think the shutdown is doing is it's kind of, you know, exposing um, what coaches on, you know, whatever sport they may be, um, their creativity, uh, their relationship building uh, abilities. And we're certainly seeing that with Scott Satterfield and their staff and, and the impact that that's had on their recruiting. And now obviously 19 commitments, all of that coming since the shutdowns began. Um, and then we've seen obviously that continue on with uh, it, with Chris Mack and his staff on, on the uh, men's basketball side with their commitments. And uh, i really impressed by the, you know, the guys that they've been targeting that, you know, have left some people scratching their heads. Who is this? Why are we doing this? And then, you know, a few weeks later, a couple of months later, we start, you know, okay, this does make sense. And, you know, and so I think, you know, during the shutdown, they've looked, you know, Chris Mack and his staff, I think have looked quite impressive. I think they've built some fantastic momentum, uh, you know, in both in the, in both classes uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you got to trust what you can do and trust what your staff can do. Uh, and, and they've done that. He's, you know, Chris has done that and the staff has done that. And I, I think that, uh, you know, that you're in line to see them get a very good uh, uh, to see them get a very good, very good recruiting class here uh, in, in 2021. And and then moving forward to 2022, they're off to a good start. Uh, 
in that class as well. So, Michael, we've got plenty at CardinalAuthority.com. Again, I'll have a T.J. Lewis story uh, coming up here. I actually had a good interview also this weekend with uh, with Alex Fudge, uh, the 2022 kid uh, who is uh, uh, was offered by the 2021 kid. Sorry, that was offered by Louisville last week. So I'll uh, I'll uh, also have that up for you. And then uh, we've got plenty of things. You got a great thing right now of uh, wide receiver talking wide receivers at Louisville. Man, they've had a lot of good wide receivers at the University <laughs> of Louisville and. Uh, um, it's uh, it's interesting to see um, some of the names that you kind of not necessarily recent guys, but some of them. Oh, man, I forgot. He was pretty darn good. He was really good. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, Amari Huggins, Bruce and Demetrius Cannon, two future guys that might be on that list uh, at some point. But for right now, you're uh, looking at the at the past. And as always, if anything happens, we will keep you posted if there is a commitment this week, which there could be. I mean, there definitely, definitely could be uh, a commitment over the course of the next week or so, I think. We'll keep you posted, and we'll have a special edition of the Cards Cast. For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. We'll see you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.